I think I would have gotten fed up doing the one thing the entire time mm. and feeling a bit limited, mm. but I've expanded and now I'm like, oh, I can do this, I can do this. Hey, yo, you are tuning in to the Make Mondays Interesting podcast. I am your host, Denzel Gaga. And yeah, we've got another episode. We are no longer on Zoom once again. I am joined with my Christian mother, everybody. Hi. And the reason why I call her Christian mom, for all those who are unaware slash have been living under a rock, uh, about a year ago, October 29, end of October in 2019, but it was on the 29th, so end of October, uh, we filmed a video together reacting to a Kanye West album that so happened to drop that week and it went viral in a matter of a few days. It is now up to over 700,000 views Mm -hmm. and since then, like any good capitalist would, I've been capitalizing on that success of introducing my mum as Christian mum in all the videos that I do with her where we react to new things or just do silly stuff as son and mother mm-hmm. duo combination. And well, yeah, that's, well, that's a bit of my journey. I've, I've been doing YouTube videos for a while now. And part of the reason why we've been doing this podcast is I wanted to branch out to talk business stuff. Mm-hmm. And you might be thinking, so why have you got your Christian mum on? That's a great question. So, Christian mum, mm-hmm. tell us why I am very entrepreneurial in my head. Well, <laughs> probably because you take after me a little bit. My name's Michelle Gaga, by the way. Yeah, that's her uh, real name. That's my real name. But call her Christian mum when you see her on the streets. Yeah, but in this podcast, <laughs> call me Michelle. Refer to me as Michelle. So, uh, yeah, look, I've been, I suppose, a little bit entrepreneurial for a long time, but it actually stems back to my own dad. My dad actually has owned probably about two or three businesses himself before me. So he actually inspired me to take on an entrepreneurial uh, type of pathway. Um, I'm now the owner of my own accounting practice, but I have been a part owner in up to three other ones prior to this one. And uh, now we're on this journey. And uh, by virtue of, you know, call it genes, I'm not sure. Denzel has taken on this as part of a, you know, an ongoing journey and I love it. I encourage him and I would encourage anyone who has an entrepreneurial type of uh, focus in their life or uh, interest in their life, I really do encourage you to seek it out and, you know, seek out some advice correctly and, you know, jump in. Two feet, go for it. And there's the phone ringing. So... Those who are wondering where we are right now, mm-hmm. we are in an office. A phone is ringing right now. Mm-hmm. This is the Pamelia office mm-hmm. for the family business, Pamelia Accountants. Mm. That phone is going to keep ringing. No, it'll stop eventually. It'll stop eventually. And we'll call them back. <clears throat> but hey, this is the Make Mondays Interesting podcast. Anything can happen mm. like phones ringing as we record. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. The, um, oh, for anyone who was asking 
in that video that we did, the Christian mum, a lot of people were commenting and saying, hey, how come, where are you guys are driving to? Mm. And this is where we were driving to, this, yeah. this very office space. Yeah. Um, so tell me why, I feel like I'm just all over the place. You are. Familiar accountants, all right? Mm-hmm. We're driving here, familiar accountants. This is the mm-hmm. office space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why familiar accountants? Oh, okay. So... Like any entrepreneurial type of situation or starting a new business, one of the hardest things to come up with is a name. And uh, I've been in I said, different businesses already. Um, I've helped people set up many businesses and picking a name is such a crucial part to start. I think it comes down to showing the ethos of what the business is about and you know can be setting it on a journey uh, down the track. I never wanted a business that was centered around my own name. Uh, even the businesses that I've been involved in, uh, the first one, it wasn't centered around my name, it was centered around my business partner's name. The subsequent two businesses were names that you know, brought in uh, concepts, if that made sense. And so when I was choosing a name here, I was very particular about wanting a name that uh, not so much had a concept, but really emboldened what I was focused on. And when I was out, you know, doing a little bit of research, as you do, i.e. asking people in my networks and things like that about how I wanted to brand the business, how I wanted to focus on the business. And actually, it goes back in time a little bit. I was at a networking function, having a discussion with some people, and they were saying to me about what they were wanting to do in their business. And I went, that's where my passion always was. And it was always about um, helping like mum and dad type of businesses. But then I was like, what do you call a mum and dad business? You know, you can't call it mum and dad accountants. That's pretty bland. Um, It's a great name. Well, yes, kind of a bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to hit the mark, I don't think. Um, But I wanted something that would stand out a little bit more. Now, if you haven't recognized my son doesn't look like me exactly but he looks a lot like his dad and that's because I'm married to a Filipino uh, person and he obviously has comes from a different culture and they have different language when I asked into the Filipino culture what is the word for family because I thought well actually what I want to focus on is the word family or, or people you know in there in, beyond just the mum and the dad but the kids that are get involved in those businesses but I, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish it there, I suppose, the, the concept of family. And I asked them, what is the word for family? And they said to me, uh, it, was, it was actually um, my husband's nephew who said, oh, it's a pretty boring word. I said, okay, what is it? And he said, Pamelia. And I said, actually, that sounds like a beautiful word. I'd never thought of it before. And it had for me a concept of a flower, actually. It, that's what I got in my head straight away was a flower because it sounded like a flower word. And originally I could see these five petals on the flower type of thing. I've moved past that as the as the function of it. But for me, business isn't just about the mum and the dad in the business. And it's not just about the kids of that mum and dad. But for me, it's about the families that actually eat out of that business. So for all of the employees that work in that business, their families that get connected to that business. And I like to think about a business as to how many mouths a business is feeding. And that can be, you know, while you might employ five people, you know, your your family 
might have four or five mouths in it to start with, those extra five people that you're employing, they may have an extra three people per that. So now you've got a business that's feeding, you know, could be 20, 30, 40, 50 people. That's how important that business is. And for me, it was about trying to help a person in a business to make sure those 30, 40, 50 mouths get fed every week. If there's no success in that business, then that business is at risk. So those 30 or 40 mouths could be, you know, going without food for a week and nobody wants to have that. So for me, the familiar name and the familiar accountants really speaks to how I approach a client in business. And I really do focus on, you know, the family side of a business, because at the end of the day, you can come to work, do what you've got to do and go home. And while we spend a lot of time at work, we should be spending a lot of time with our families and it should be about what we're trying to achieve for our families at the same time. So whether you are, you know, single and therefore not thinking, oh, like I me. don't have yeah. a husband or a wife <laughs> at this stage, or you're in a relationship that's new, or you've been married for 30 or 40 years, or, or possibly even going through something that's, you know, pulling your family apart. What I'd like to be always able to do is come at or approach the situation with the best interest at heart to service your family. So yeah, that's, it, it kind of summed up exactly how I wanted to approach um, business. Mm. I, I took the five petals and I've turned it into five pillars. So yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of the history of how we became familiar accountants. Yeah. And um, like part of the reason why I took on work here, mm -hmm. well, familiar accountants, family, I work mm. here, mm. but it's not just us two here in this office. Mm. Uh, there's another lady that works with us, and then there's uh, overseas staff. Yep. Uh, our extended family, you could call them. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they're Filipinos. Mm -hmm. They could be my cousins. I could be related to them. Okay. <laughs> Just think outside the box. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I I came to work here just simply because I need work mm -hmm. and. And um, I needed someone to help me, so yeah, to help me. worked out. Uh, it just happened to work out times mm. aligned schedules. Mm. And so I worked here and then probably the past few months, it's kind of like uh, everything originally when I worked here was just like, I'm just going to work here and then move on to a new job that I prefer more. Mm -hmm. Office work is not for me. Fortunately, I was allowed to bring my camera to take the footage of all the goofing around we could do in yeah. between jobs because it's important to have fun which is, is actually one of your pillars it is one of my pillars fun in a business and your life is important yes. yeah so i brought the fun to the business you did yeah uh that's my contribution to the business um and then yeah so probably the past few months as you would have known if you've been tuning into the make monday's interesting podcast I would mention at the start of every podcast that this this episode is brought mm -hmm. to you by Pamelia Accountants. Mm -hmm. No, it is not some brand deal from some strangers. It is literally the family business that yep. is sponsoring the dream of doing mm -hmm. these podcasts because part of it, we want to provide resources mm -hmm. uh, under, yes, the God-given talent banner, which is mm -hmm. somewhat my business and how I think of the creative side, as well as under the Pamelia Accountants business mm -hmm. model, which is providing resources for clients mm. for all those frequently asked questions that people mm. ask about business and mm. but also motivation because I think as a business mm. owner mm. 
it can be very tough where we can be so caught up in like unmotivated and mm. um or oh, the general day events can get you down yeah you know um, and sometimes some business owners don't have a good support network true um i think what we've done well here at familiar accountants is create a solid support network mm. uh because they don't really want to talk to me when i answer the phones mm-hmm. i don't have i have zero knowledge in tax yeah. so they never really speak to me but they speak to you and you do a good job at uh providing that relationship mm-hmm. of um yeah being there for them mm-hmm. when they need it because they might not get it from somewhere else mm-hmm. and i think my side is how do i emulate that mm-hmm. in my abilities of creating content and video so that's mm-hmm. well i can make a podcast i know how to film so why don't we just make encouraging content for mm-hmm. any business owner out there to mm-hmm. feel like they're not alone that there's resources that they can access mm. which is part of the reason for the make monday's interesting podcast mm. and how it ties into pimnelli accountants how it mm. ties into what i want to dream and yeah what first i was like i'm just here to get some cash now it's <laughs> let's grow this family yeah. business and let's how many people can we help mm. <clears throat> mm, definitely um and yeah i think that partnership began mm-hmm. with those videos of just you and i just reacting to stuff and that's yeah in a way that was a bit of fun it created that relationship yeah. to then do, do stuff with you yeah when we could see what the positive feedback we get from them it's like mm. oh how can we do this in a business side of things yeah um denzel actually just mm-hmm. learned recently that i used to do videos myself back in the day he found them and he was actually quite surprised at how many views I got on a few of them. They've so, actually got more views than I get. <laughs> so from that aspect, we know how important it is that video and uh, communication, uh, which is one of my pillars, is within a business. Um, not only within the business, from employee to employer to to fellow coworker to coworker sort of thing, but it's really important for a business to communicate outside uh, to prospective other businesses or prospective new people. Um, I think it actually um, positions your business out there. Um, And it's amazing how uh, people will judge you, view you, um, you know, pitch you, I suppose, is to say whether that's a business that they want to uh, get connected to via either videos or the pictures on your website or anything else, which we're going to get sorted out very soon. So, yeah, exciting news. Which is, yeah, the vision behind Make Monday is interesting. Mm. But tell me about the five pillars that you have for the business because yep. I think a lot of those five pillars is something that we'll be delving into. Mm-hmm. Not all five on one episode, but no. one each episode. Mm. And we've already been doing that. Mm. Uh, you said one of them, one of them we mentioned was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure which episode. There's probably a few fun episodes. But communication. Yep. Last episode of the podcast, I spoke with one of your friends, Paulette. Yep. yep. And that was all about communication. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're expanding on yep. five different pillars, mm-hmm. one pillar each episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that we after five we move on to new no. topics. It's We just keep expanding on those five as much yeah. as we can on different people's perspectives. Yeah. So stay tuned for that on the podcast. But tell me the other three. So we've got fun, communication. Well, it actually starts off uh, trust. Okay, trust. Trust is really important. To me, it's um, trust is earned but it's, and it's built up. And, but it is something that holds up 
um, your business. And when we talk about pillars, what we what I'm visualizing is like like the building or the uh, place Coliseum. where your business oh. yeah place where your business oh. operates. Um, I'm thinking about pillars and colosseum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they are they're columns columns in a in a building concept. Yeah. Um, trust to me is a really important aspect. Um, I think you've got to uh, prove yourself um, with your truth when it comes to uh, communicating with clients or communicating with other businesses that you do have what it takes to be trusted. Um, but trust is both ways. Um, you have to be able to acknowledge that, you know, as a client, we can trust you in what you're doing and things like that as well. Because I think when it comes to financial aspects, they can be very sensitive matters for a lot of people. Um, so trust is a really important aspect to build up and to that holds up part of the house. The next one is communication, which I love. Um, communication isn't just the words we speak or the words we um, uh, type in an email or a letter, but it is about communicating the truth. Once again, it's about understanding. Um, my main focus isn't to speak jargon to a client. And I think it's really important as a business owner that we acknowledge who is receiving the message, not the person who's giving the message. So in terms of communication, it is really important to acknowledge who are you talking to, to understand you're talking to them at their level that they can understand what you're saying. And my goal is always to make sure that the message is heard and understood, not just mm, mm, mm sort of thing. So that's why communication is really important. The middle pillar in that five is the financial side. Um, a business is only as strong as that middle pillar that holds it up and holds up that roof. If you can visualize a pillar type of concept in a building thing, yep. Um, but, and ultimately, if you've got nothing holding up the middle, then it kind of sinks and we're sitting there going, oh, is it all gonna cave in or something? Um, but financial aspect is really important. So as, as an accountant, obviously I can speak to a lot of financial matters when it comes to business. Um, how good is your balance sheet at the end of the day? How strong is it? And how to find ways to help you turn it around or grow it better. I don't admit that I have all the answers, but I know of people I can reach out to and help pull in those other aspects. And financial doesn't just, isn't just what's in your bank account or isn't just your profit on your bottom line. It's actually knowing that you've got the right insurances. It's knowing you've got the right super saving up. It's about whether you've got the right amount of debt and if you've got too much debt, how to get rid of some of that debt. It's about uh, aspects that's in relation to your employment matters. There's so many aspects that come into that financial matter. And as I've said, I'm not here to give you all the answers, but I know where to go and find the right person to pull in what those right answers are. Um, number four is health. I think health is such an important aspect to every person's life. And I'm not talking just physical health, but mental health. I think um, when it comes to a business owner, we can really um, put ourselves at a lot of risk by not taking care of ourselves both physically and both mentally. And I've learned that over the time. Um, I watched my dad go through different health issues through his businesses and stuff. And one of the things that made me you know, realize about um, my own issues when I went through um, some issues around mental health it was like I've got to get my mental health right here if I'm going to take on a business and 
uh, it's not to say that I've done everything perfect in my life. We've all made mistakes. At least I've been big enough to admit when I've made them and know when to fix them. And so for me, keeping your mental health and your physical health at you know top priority in your business will help alleviate you know a caving in of that roof as well. Because if you're not well doing business, you're not there helping that feed those many families. You know, if you're if you're at risk or ending up in hospital because you're not well, well, how can you pull together and keep that you know that family together? And of course, the last one is fun. Oh, and mm. to add to the health one mm. for anyone listening to this podcast, and you haven't listened to any other other episode, episode number six mm. is a great one in health mm, okay. because it's the only one we have on health. Yeah, but we're going to change that. There's yeah. going to be more. Yeah, it's going to be more. But fun, mm. this is my expertise, but go on. Yeah, but fun in a business. I think fun, if you can't come to work and laugh uh, through your day sometimes, then what are you doing it for? You know, you've got to have fun when you go to work and go to business. Um, if there's, I've always talked around, I go and do a lecture once a year uh, about five ways to grow the business, and the fifth way is fun. If you ain't having fun in your business, uh, doing what you're doing, then you're not going to keep wanting to be motivated to do numbers one to four. So that's why for me, having coming here and having fun during the day, having a bit of a laugh, having a bit of a smile, really important. So, hmm. mm. And I bring that energy to the workplace. Yeah, you do. Sometimes you also bring it down a little bit, but that's okay. He's getting better. He's he's on a good spot right now, so it's all oh, good. Did I have to say that? But okay. <laughs> but hey, this is the fun we have. Yeah. We, it's discussion. Yeah. Uh, Proof that my mum has been on a camera way too many times because yes. she's not looking at me and having this conversation. She's looking directly into the barrel of the lens. Is that and a problem? She's proper? talking to, directly to you. No, it's not a problem. Oh, okay. It's just it's not what people do on a podcast. It's a conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll talk this way now. <laughs> so, but no. Um, yeah, so we've talked about five pillars. We talked about what is criminal accountants, why the heck we're here, and, mm-hmm. you know, what's my involvement, why mm-hmm. I've always been in an office when I do my vlogs, mm-hmm. where we were driving to that mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people, I think, now understand who we are and, like, mm-hmm. understand the direction of this podcast and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a good mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. I think there's been too many question marks of yeah. the why behind it. and. Sure. Well, it's probably not. No one really cares, but no, I'm just pretend. Don't. I'm just pretend that there is question marks. That yeah. there is hundreds of people asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, subscribe to this podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I think we've got an understanding now of who you are. Mm-hmm. People now know your real name mm-hmm. if they only followed through YouTube. But um, yeah, what's some other things? What's some things that we can look forward to in the next year? Mm-hmm. of our journey you and I oh you and I um, well I'm looking forward to producing more of these uh, type of interactions um, mm. I'm interested in producing more useful information like I have done in the past like you know answers to frequently asked questions um, videos that I hope to help people um, I'm involved in like most people are in some kind of different Facebook groups and things like that and I see questions pop up from time to time and the next couple of months comes and another question the same question pops up again and the next question pops up again so my um, uh, goal is to try and answer some of those questions once and for all um, to allow people to be able to have some place to come and be able to get that answer 
not because they shouldn't ask the question at all, but because quite often some of those questions are common enough, they do come up, but the idea is to be there to help. Um, we're not doing it for a necessarily a monetary reward, we're doing it to be able to say, you know what, we want to help in the community and be out there to you know, assist from time to time. So in terms of what we're trying to achieve, yeah, I think the whole getting online a little bit more, um, explaining a few things, uh, helping to teach a little bit more. Teaching is something I actually quite enjoy doing or um, sharing, I like to prefer to call it, and educating. So yeah, I like to, I like to think that we are informing people so that they, they go away stronger with, mm. with some knowledge. Hmm. So, yeah. And uh, you never know, there might be other challenges out there. So, because, you know, like charity events and stuff like that coming up or, you know, that you want to get physical with, that whole health issue. Um, I don't know. Who knows what's on the horizon? Another pandemic. Hopefully Please, not. No. <laughs> Hopefully not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think... All right, well, what is, I asked this question in episode four of the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, what has 2020 taught you so far? Mm -hmm. I asked that to uh, my guest, Chetty, at the time. Mm -hmm. But with all that's happened, gone, gone on in the world the past, mm -hmm. we're in November now, 11 months, mm -hmm. just 2020 in general, let's be real. Mm. Uh, what have you learned as a business owner? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the question. So I've always been an advocate to encourage businesses to make sure they have enough working capital. And a lot of people go, what's working capital? That's exactly what I was going to ask yep. because that's jargon to me. It so is. So you better communicate better because that's one of your pillars. Well, yeah. if, you let me, if you let me finish, <laughs> I will get there. So working capital is your available cash that you've got in case something goes wrong. Like a pandemic. Like a pandemic. Who knew it was coming? Um, and what I've always said to businesses, pretend like your business cannot trade, cannot generate income for at least three months. Hmm. Who would have seen that coming back at the, you know, many years ago? I it's never been saw a pandemic. Than three months. I understand that. But our shutdowns haven't been longer than three months at a time for most places. For it, most places. Victoria's a bit exceptions. But... The reality is I've always maintained you need to focus on having at least a three, possibly six month um, savings plan, if that made sense. And I think that taught us both at the business level this year and at the personal level. Um, yes, I can say these words and you're probably listening and going, oh, it's better said than done. You know, how am I going to possibly save up six months of savings? Well, if you don't start with the little bits as you go along, you're never going to have it at the end. So the reality is, don't look at it as, oh, I've got to save up this much for six months or three months just to, you know, because that's too high. It's just like saying, oh, I can't climb Mount Everest. Of course you can't. You don't, you don't walk to the peak of Mount Everest. Um, you start at the bottom and you've got to take one step at a time. So saving up money is a one step at a time opportunity. The problem is most of us get excited when we have money in the bank and go, I want to reward myself, I want to go off on my holiday, or I want to go here, I want to go there. And so they focus on, you know, the rewarding of the, of the you know, accumulation of money and they spend it. Rather than focusing on, if I could just get my cash build up to a certain point, in the case something happens, then, you know, everything will be okay. I 
coming into my own business for the first time again last year I was starting from scratch when it came to cash and knew that it took a bit of time and I come back to this three to six months time a perfect world would have been oh I would not go into business until I had three or six months so three to six months worth of cash available but I didn't have that luxury I needed to jump in I needed to get dirty but I had three to four months or five months even of no real cash coming in for me enough to pay the bills but not enough cash for me so I was having to you know go through that lean time at the beginning but it taught me straight away I need to build this up because what if there is a time when a I don't make profit or I don't have income available so I've saved it up sort of thing so in that period was able to get to that point where I've comfortably got that kind of money saved up now the biggest thing for people is how do I work that out that's something we can help you with the other thing that this pandemic or this timing kind of told me was um, how important it is to be um, there for each other, there to listen, there to, um, you know, to take on and be a part of each other's journey, if I can put it in that sort of sense. I think we all realised we weren't lone pillars, you know, we weren't icebergs out on the, you know, the water in this pandemic. We were all going through this together. And when you got the concept of, I'm not alone and I do have other people out there who can help me and work with me, then we all came together and we were able to help each other out. And that's what I've noticed we did, particularly here in Australia, we, we helped each other out. Um, I personally stepped up to say, look, my clients need help when it comes to this JobKeeper and I don't know how long it's going to be and I don't know what it's going to be, but I'll get in this this tub with you. You know, let's get dirty together. Let's get get our way through this mud and let's work ourselves through to the end of it type of thing. And I know my clients appreciated that. I appreciated doing it for them because it made me feel like we're in this together. Because I had some clients who who were very successful through this period and some who were at the bottom of, you know, at the bottom of the pants coming out type of stuff. You know, it was really quite um, a drastic situation. So if there's one thing that I did learn was that we had to be there for each other. And I would love to think that we can take that through to any time. You know the other thing that I've noticed, which I really quite love and I hope never leaves us, which I think it was always there. Hygiene. Oh. No, no, no. No. You know the social distancing part? You know, yeah. like we've got to stay this one and a half meters? Yeah. When I go into a shop, everyone is so respectful. You know, there's this, are you in line? Are you here? Are you there? Sort of thing. Because we've got this space between us. We're noticing people a little bit more and we're acknowledging that people you know, we're being kinder. Which to shop other. are you going to? Because I don't experience that sometimes. Oh, I'm noticing it in the cafes oh, and the restaurants. Kind you know, when of, you're but not lining up. Yeah, like even just lining up and people are like, are you next in line? They're not jumping in. They're not sort of pushing their way through. Yeah, there'll always be the occasional one. But I've noticed how much nicer people are being to each other. And I'm really respecting it. True. And I hope we don't lose that part. I hope that's the good thing that came out of this social distancing, you know, concept. Physical distancing. Physical distancing, yes. Because we can still socialise whilst can. distant. Very true. But this physical distancing situation. True. Um, yes, there have been people who were, hey, I had my moments of people going, especially in the beginning, going, walking straight past you and you're like, really? That wasn't physical distancing much at all. What the heck? Have I just caught something? Hope not. You know, that kind of feeling. But I would notice now, I was really impressed lately of how many people have been so polite. Keep it up, please. Good. 
I still I still physically distance from myself from myself to strangers because it's like I don't care if you got COVID or not. I just don't want to get sick in general. Very true. You're gonna be carrying anything. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be carrying some other virus that. Well, this is the thing. Sick. You think so about hygiene. the hygiene. The health part's been good too. Like I haven't had a cold all year. I haven't been sick. Um, I hope that we keep that part up and don't lose that. So yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm. I actually predicted right at the very beginning. I said to a couple of people, "This would not surprise me if the common cold and the flu get eliminated through all of this." Now that's a perfect world, and I know that that's not possible because some people will get you can get a cold or get sick from just sitting under a fan too cold and stuff like that. But the reality is, learn to then stay home when you've got a cold so you don't pass it on to other people. So I, you know, I think it's been good. Cool. Mm. Um, all right, we talked about hygiene, but this, that was just me being going off a tangent. Yep. Uh, two questions stemmed off what you were saying earlier about capital, working capital. Yep. I think like, I think it's hard to have a working capital. I don't think, no, it's not hard. That's probably not the best word, but I think it's quite tempting to mm-hmm. spend it simply because if you're new to business and you've just got out into business and you're like working super hard, you're dedicated, you're hustling hard, mm-hmm. You say you've worked for six months straight, but you're only now just making enough money for the bills. Mm. Um, and then you have that bit of breakthrough where you might make a bit more profit, where you can now start put some savings away mm. purely from the business account. Mm. I think what's tempting is like, I guess, what is the time? Okay, the question I'm trying to ask is what's the timeline of how long should you just? sacrifice mm-hmm. because when you start making a bit of profit it is tempting to be like i want to spend it on a holiday because i've worked extremely hard mm-hmm. where i'm driving myself crazy mm-hmm. when is the timeline to say mm-hmm. actually i should treat myself and yeah although i need to put it in savings i need to treat myself because i've mm-hmm. i'm burnt out okay so i it's a good question i think the uh fine line between rewarding too prematurely or needing a break they're two different matters okay there are going to be people who find themselves working really really hard and mentally they need to have a break okay so those are the kind of times when you need to know okay I need to get away from this I need to take a mental break from it I need to re um, uh, refresh myself I need to get myself back into you know the swing of life I don't think you should ever say no to that okay so that part is really important However, what type of break? Uh, a, it could be a weekend a, away, it could be a week away, but not the one that goes, oh, I'm going on an overseas luxury okay. cruise. Okay? It could be something that just needs to get away. You sit down at the beach for a little while, you sit up in a mountain for a little while, you reflect on what's going on, you take time away from a computer or the machine that you're working on or something to that effect. Okay? The idea of being able to disengage directly with the work that you're doing to rethink about the work that you're doing, okay? So that's not a holiday as such. That's an ability to say, okay, I need to go away from the doing and I might have to come away and do a bit of thinking because there's nothing wrong with coming away and doing a bit of thinking. Sadness. And, well, that's resting. That's a different, that's wow. different again. And, and yes, it might be I'd important for you to have that. I'd say that's a Sabbath. Yeah, well, that's resting and that's different again. No, I'm saying there could be that time when you get disengaged with the business 
We call it working in and working on, okay? So working on the business is getting away from the business, being able to look at the business in a big, big picture and be able to rethink about it. You might be able to do that. You might just need a whole break. You might need a whole rest, i.e. a Sabbath kind of concept. Come away, don't even think about the business, okay? The reward of going overseas saying, oh, look at this, I'm doing well, and I'm gonna spend all my money for an overseas holiday. Or, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna buy a fancy car because I've made it now, right? Those are the kind of business mistakes people make uh, too often, too early. And what it does is it doesn't give your business necessarily sustainability. It's better to sacrifice those good things for now until you've made enough to sustain the payment of those things in the longer term. So yeah, there is. So a what's difference. the what's the what's the timeline then? Because Different there's zero prediction. There's zero certainty yeah. of oh wow, now I can consistently pay off all these things. Mm. It just takes one global financial crisis to take it all away. Yep. So what's the like? How sure can you be? Like, is it even worth making commitments to those nice things or nice cars? holidays away okay if there's one thing this pandemic has taught me also those things aren't what is going to give you joy for a start yeah okay good. so fancy Which cars I believe in, yeah, so yeah. That's true. fancy cars fancy tvs or fancy you know this that or the other isn't going to give you joy and it's not going to make you happy so at some point in time you're going to actually wake up and realize actually money's not buying me this happiness anyway okay it's giving me sustainability. It's putting bills on the table. I can find things that feeding give me joy. Families. Feeding families. I can, you know, say, well, do you know what? I might bless my workers, my employees, before I bless myself. Um, it's doing something for others first before you do it for yourself. I find is the most successful strategy in business because, you know, do unto others as you would have done unto yourself um, is a biblical principle, but in that context of, I think that whole, you know, the, what I have found, and I know I've been blessed over this year, is when I put other people first and did something for them first, stuff came back to me really, you know, quite amazingly. And I was like, I didn't even look for this. I didn't even want this. It just came back because I did it for someone else first. So some people are tempted to go down that path. I get it. Um, that's their personality. So there's no right or wrong time when to do it, okay? I think the key is... Don't spend what you don't have. So, you know, don't be sitting there going, oh, I'm, you know, it's a $12,000 trip to go to Europe or $20,000 trip to go to Europe. And I got, I've got 10 saved. Can you get back from that? No. Because it's, it's looking after yourself as yeah. a business owner? Good question, but the answer is no. <laughs> the reality is don't spend what you don't have. Don't borrow on credit cards to go to overseas holidays or to go to, you know, buy fancy cars. If you haven't got the ability to maintain that car or you know and, and i'm not saying everyone has to buy a car outright by all means i do talk about buying a car and finance all the time so yeah um but it's that ability to know that that's within your means okay it's not beyond your means one thing you've got to be careful of is well what if what if i get sick or what if i lose my job or you know what happens to that car you've got to have a backup plan so that ability to have some savings in case as a backup plan and that came out really strongly during this year people just found themselves with no backup plan and then, oh my goodness, what are we doing? Um, so I hope that the the thing out of this is that we can all learn, we all need a backup plan. Global financial crisis back in, you know, 2012, 2008, sorry, I apologise, 
That was, and there was another dip in 2012. This is no, kind of one. This it's is labelled as a pandemic, been, but, it's, but it has it's created still a global financial crisis. It's created a financial crisis, and if it wasn't for our governments, I'd have to say we would be in a complete financial crisis. So, I'm not sure about you, but we're all going to be paying it back soon. It's a bit of a big long hangover from it. Uh, let's all hope we've, we, you know, we'll be in it for the long haul. So. And I didn't get any of the JobKeeper money. So well, I didn't no. reap any of the benefits from the government. No, that's good. And I'm having to pay it back, but hey, we're in it together, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> so hopefully that will be my pay on to others, mm. what you want paid on to me. Mm. Hopefully JobKeeper comes along at some point. So the short, the short, <laughs> short question that you asked about uh, how do you know when, um, I think the answer is it's different for every person for a start. I think what you need to do is take stock of is it within your budget, and I hate that word budget, but it's a real word we have to acknowledge. Um, if you aren't doing a budget or you haven't sat down and thought about your income and expenses, it's something you should do personally as well as in a business and live within your means. Yeah. And if you want advice on how to make a budget, I have a really good template. Yeah, he does that actually. That I actually am really like, like love that mm. I tell people about and I show people. Mm. And then people are kind of freaked out in terms of like, how come you're that organized? And he did that. You did that without my input. Without her input? Yes. I was very impressed. So all those calls that come to the office <laughs> asking for Michelle Gargo and her financial advice, direct them to me. No, you no. Okay. Good try. No. Because <laughs> I'll help you transfer yourself to Michelle. <laughs> um. Kind of so backup plan. It kind of transitions to my next question, mm-hmm. my next my next train of thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and yeah, it was it's an Australian one, mm-hmm. and they're talking about business. And what fascinated me, and this is not to put anyone down that's listening, but mm-hmm. like, I think the pandemic also showed the two types of business owners. Mm-hmm. The ones who will capitalize on this pandemic situation of mm-hmm. like, i.e., restaurant owners of okay, we're gonna have to do takeaway mm-hmm. and how do we maximize our takeaway yeah. options, mm-hmm. and they're the profitable businesses right now. Mm-hmm. But there's also a group set of group of business owners that are playing, what well the victim card in a way of like, mm-hmm. um, you know. In fairness, there there have been some some genuine victims through this. Um, but my question was going to yeah. be like, is it possible? Would it be impossible for every business to pivot mm-hmm. during the pandemic? Because I believe there is some way you can pivot. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's different for everyone. There's, it doesn't. Yeah, like, uh, just trying to think. Oh, I'll tell industry. you who couldn't. I tell you who couldn't. The tourism industry. The tourism industry who rely either solely on accommodation where people come to, to, to use the, the, you know, the facilities, um, the, the tourism industry that relied on people coming and using their services for fun, they were literally shut down. So there was nothing they could pivot out of to, to make that different. Because they, they, people just couldn't come. They were in lockdowns. So, yes, there were genuine businesses who couldn't pivot out of anything. They were genuinely locked down. There was nothing they could do. I, I, I have a couple of clients in those sort of industries and they tried 
everything possible. Like you, you look at the situation that's just going on now. We've just spent from a, from a Gold Coast perspective, we've just spent over three million dollars again on an advertising campaign to attract people from all around the, the country to come back into Queensland because our borders are slowly opening. And what happens? A little blip, which is turning into a big blip into one state, where that state's now freaking out and going, no one can come from that state into this state. They had forward bookings. Personally, I was a person who wanted to go to that state and go, well, why don't I go for a holiday there? And now, because of government uh, reactions to these things, there were some businesses that literally have no, you know, no say in being able to change. I'm, I applaud every business that got the opportunity to find something new that they could do. I applaud them. I think that was brilliant. I think the whole okay, I can't have a restaurant, but I can have a takeaway situation. We knew this was something that was being led up to anyway. You look at the, 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 um, the I can't think of the word it is, the interruptions as well, that Uber and menu logs and blah, blah, blahs have all created in the restaurant oh, yeah. industry. They interrupted that industry. So when, in theory, when the pandemic happened, most of those restaurants had already kind of geared themselves for that way sure. so it was an easy pivot compared to a tourist you know destination business that could no longer have anybody come into their facility i think and i mean who wants to do uh film a video of walking and staying in a luxury hotel and go here pay for the luxury of watching me stay in a hotel you know no one was going to do something like that so the concept of how could, could those pay for me to watch I reckon people would pay to watch me do it, surely. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. But do you know let what I'm saying? Let us know like, down in the comments. Yeah, let us know whether you'd pay to watch Denzel go and stay in a hotel for you. Um, I, think it's, I think it's the facilities that who couldn't literally open. I mean, a convention centre and stuff like that. They have not been you know, mm. physically open. Um, look, I've applauded the fact that we at least got some sport back on during the time. You know, mm. at least we got to see... But hey, it was pretty boring watching an empty crowd and you know watching your sport where you get to hear cheering and you had no cheering. Yeah. I think that kind of ruined it a little bit in people's minds. But you know, it seems to have come back at the end, type of thing. So yeah, true. But do you reckon? Do you reckon like probably not so much pivot their business model model, but like go into something completely new? but yet still use the facilities they may have. Do you reckon it's still possible? I well, think in a way, it is, there's some possibility. Yes, the tourism industry, they're going to do have to do a complete 180 pivot to some mm. complete new direction. Or, mm. or how can we use these facilities, mm. with whether it's hotels, uh, I don't know, if they somehow manage to get funding. This is me just thinking on top of my head right now. If they manage to get funding from the government to provide home for the homes for the homeless like i believe that happened in some of the capital cities i believe that some the governments did pay true. for the homeless to go into those um you know buildings mm. purely to keep them off the streets and to keep them safe if that is the truth i applaud that too you know and if that gave revenue to those hotels great mm. they, they made themselves available it was uh, it got to a point i think where you know the day when they said oh we're having to Ev uh, evict them out because you know 
we're no longer paying for it because the you know the the urgency of the pandemic is over. And yes, that was sad for those people because they'd obviously been living in a situation where they were safe, mm. they were kept dry and warm and all that kind of stuff. Um, without a doubt, I mean, if the government could do it, that'd be great. And unfortunately, that's where we have to rely on our government to do something. You know, unless or you can rely on organisation of charity organisation to provide. Yes. I think I'm just. I'm saying all this stuff purely because I don't think, I think the victim mentality or victim card that we can play is once we're faced with something like this, the complete, the mentality is, well, there's nothing for us to do. Mm. But I think, I think it's better to just scrape the bottom of the barrel of every and any possible, Mm. like, beneficial outcome Mm. than just throwing in the towel and just saying oh we're the tourist industry so it's it's mm. we can't do anything like i think yeah anyone in the tourist industry listening i'm just thinking of i'm thinking of ideas so if you ever need me as a consultant for things hit me <laughs> up but like i'm just thinking like well yeah the government could pay but there's all these charitable organizations that i'm sure people are still financing there's philanthropists out there mm. that probably provide huge amount of dollars to these uh you know charitable causes i don't know as a if i was maybe a hotel owner if the government stopped paying okay what charities can sponsor this Mm. to to keep us alive whilst we're still not having Mm. uh tourist tourists coming in look i think um this i'm just thinking of like that's that's the bottom of the barrel type of thinking in that industry for hotels particularly I can't think of like those adventure sport places, mm. um, but I, I even then you could think of those adventure sport places. What kind of kind of content do you create during the times when there's literally no one in your let's say theme park because we're mm. the theme park capital of the country? Mm. How do we create all this all this new video footage of the park mm. because now we've got an all open space? We don't have to worry about signing release forms with mm. strangers if they happen to be in the background of footage mm. like what can we do in this time so that when things mm. open up we now have this like collection of content that people were still relevant so that's one way theme parks i'm just thinking brainstorming. yeah i know you're trying to brainstorm and, and look it's i think most of those industries probably did do whatever they could in brainstorming you know different options for mm. them um i think the the concept of what else can you do with this space let's and let's 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 pretend let's take the worst case scenario that we end up with all these hotels that can never be filled again for example um what can we do with all that space well yes there are ways and possibilities of turning it into different kind of um a longer term accommodation or something Residency. like that. Yeah, the, not all hotels are suited for that. They don't have kitchens and stuff like that, but they have a bathroom. Um, so there are ways and means of doing that. But like any business, you need a return on investment. So you need to have you know the right person coming in and paying for it. I think in the height of the pandemic, when everything was in lockdown, those kind of businesses just had no choice but to close. So there was no there was there was no two ways. They just legally weren't allowed to do it because of the the way the emergency orders came through. So. In that kind of context, going going out of the the hotel component of it, and, and it, the, the tourism part is also uh, a flow on through to the restaurants and the food and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think a lot of us 
you know, had to go and eat at home during that time. And everyone was like, oh, that's why Woolies and Coles and stuff like that were very much, people were in there buying up food. There was a shortage of food in that respect. Shortage of toilet paper. Shortage of toilet paper. I don't know what it is. Please stop buying the toilet paper when you think there's a pandemic. It's not a problem there. Um, but in that context of, you know, uh, having to go home and learn how to cook, I think that was a great aspect. And there was people who popped up businesses on teaching you how to cook. You know, through the internet, it was great. I, I did a cooking show. You did a cooking did, video, yeah. I did three cooking videos. You did, you did. But I think then, when Watch it was them. all said and done, everyone was like, I can't wait to go home, get back to buying out again. Because, you know, they enjoy it. Some people haven't been able to afford it. I get it. But I like the idea of saying, you know, let's go out and go to a different business to support different families in that respect. Because mm. that's who, you, who you're supporting at the end of the day. Um, I don't like the cancel culture of, oh, this person did this and this person did that, so let's cancel them. Let's just acknowledge that there are people being fed out of those businesses and we need to, you know, be all together supportive of each and every one of them. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Hmm. Yeah, all I can say is even if, if, even if you're, if something like this is to come about again and we're shut down again, yeah, the expectation is not that you come up with a pivot plan in the first moment instant that it happens mm. but give it like a few days of brainstorming mm. um, don't just first day of quarantine or lockdown if we ever happen again is all right feet up I'm just gonna rest until they tell me we can mm. open up again like that's probably the not the best mentality to be in because mm. uh, yeah you're missing out on this opportunity to capitalize on whatever what's available to you in this current climate mm. I I think the one thing, and we didn't touch on it yet, the one thing that you would learn out of this is that every business needs multiple, or every person needs multiple income streams. Yeah. Okay? And that is something that I think a lot of us have learned out of this. We can't rely on our one income stream. So if you're an employee working for someone, that's your one income stream. If you're only relying on one income stream, that's risky. Okay? The problem is we've we've been taught, get a job, work hard, you know, you'll make it in life. The reality is that one income stream is always going to be risky to you. So I think this is, if anything, take a little bit of stock and rethink your one income stream option and is that going to be the be and an end all. I don't think a pilot ever thought that they need to go and necessarily get a second income stream because, mm. you know, planes were always flying type of thing. Um, whoever thought the, 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 the airline industry would shut down? dare I say, probably climate extremists were hoping that all shut down and, you know, that kind of context. The reality is we all know that's not always feasible. But for those pilots who have been smart, and I've met a few of them over the years, they've always known they can't have just one income stream. They've had to get multiple income streams like other investments. So whether you're a pilot at a top-notch income or a person working in a cafe, you can't rely on one income stream. That's what I think this pandemic has taught us all. As a business owner, you can't rely on one income stream, one form of income to come through. You should always be ready to diversify and see if you can find another way, find another product, add to you what you're doing, find another medium of how to sell. That's what we're talking about, getting another income stream coming through in Mm. case the one that you rely on as your core ever falls over. It's not to say, oh, go 50-50, pivot both ways necessarily, but it is a case of, knowing your core is your core and that's important, but know that you might have to have some other branches in this type of thing. So 
there you go. Now you've got some advice that you can't have one single income stream because mm. I think, yeah, look, if you're relying on that one income stream and it's snatched up like that, mm. don't be playing that victim card because mm. you could cut, you know, I think what were you going to expect if it was going to go away? What was your backup plan? The mm. backup plan. and mm. uh, If you haven't realised yet, Denzel is an eternal optimist and he's always focused on the positive part of it. He can tend to go back to, you know, not beating people up if they're, you know, down here, but encouraging. We need to encourage That's those what I'm saying. who find themselves in a situation I where they can't I encourage you, don't do play it. the victim card. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, I, 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 I I'm just yeah. that. I'm just. You are very optimistic about. It's something. like yeah. I'm not gonna if I'm gonna meet this gonna meet these people and yeah. they talk about how victimized they are. I'm not gonna just like play that. Oh, it's okay. And like, it's like all right. I'm gonna build you up. Not in a stop playing that card and get up. And not like Good. a not in a you know. A bully. I'll beat way. you up, and yep. if you don't do it, it's like. I'll build you up, yeah, yeah. but I'm also going to be quite honest with you of like, hey, you're you're seeing yourself yeah. as a victim, and as I say this, I think about all the times that hey, I've been guilty of that. So yeah. I'm not some perfect person that's, you know, never victimized myself. I've yeah. been in situations where I've felt like a victim, and I've played yeah. the victim card. It's quite easy to play, mm. and it's the lazy thing to do, in my opinion, mm. which is why I'm a big believer in not playing it because I know that it's not right because I accept that I've done it in the past and mm. I need to mm. cut it out. Yeah. Um, That's good. So, yeah, it's not I'm, where I'm coming from. The place yeah. I'm coming from is like, well, I recognise that I've done it and mm. so it's like I'm not going to – I can't expect people to mm. make things better for me. I have to make things better for my situation. Yeah. And, yeah, look, even this year – in terms of my income streams, mm. like I've got income stream here, I've got a second job, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, I'm equally as passionate about, which is why I worked here because that mm. job was only a day and a half. Mm. That's why I came here. Mm. Now I'm equally as passionate for this one also now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two of those. I've got two jobs, consistent jobs, as well as a third income stream. Mm. I'm gonna do some part-time removalists here and there. Mm-hmm. Hit me up if you ever need some moving medium-sized van mm. for hire mm-hmm. uh, with a driver. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Yep. And then I've got my fourth mm-hmm. fourth income stream, which is the content side of things, mm. the podcasting, the blogging, mm. which still hasn't made me money money, mm. but through my original channel, my YouTube vlogging channel, uh, I do, if you ever watch them, an ad will pop up, watch the ads, because it helps me, a small-time creator, get paid. Mm. Have I seen a single cent of that? No, YouTube hasn't released it because I have to make X amount of dollars before they can give it to me. Mm. We're a fifth of the way there. <laughs> so, but that's when that starts taking success, I've got that fourth income stream. Mm. And, yeah, which is why I've branched out into doing... Uh, which is why I wanted to purchase the van, mm. which is why I want to do videos. And it's like... I don't want to be tied down, limited to the one single income stream, mm. uh, because even 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 just not in the income stream. Let's not talk about the finance side of things, yeah. but the sanity side of things. I don't want to just be tied down to one job. 
and feel like I'm never getting to try new things and expanding yeah. myself mm. in different areas, mm. especially at a young age. It's like, let's mm. just try everything, find out what I like, and then I'll probably like narrow it down to mm. one or two things, maybe two or three things. Let's say two or three things, mm. not just the one single thing because you can get quite fed up with the one thing if you're doing yeah. it for too long. Um, this is why... So yeah, I think as a young person, it's not just the income stream side of things, but the, the sanity side of things of, mm. I don't want to be stuck doing one thing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, mm, cool. Um, that's all I've got to ask for you. But yeah, uh, yeah as, is, as I said earlier, uh, I've been doing, I've been making videos coming up to two years mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Mm. Uh, so the two year anniversary and yeah even this pandemic taught me how to reinvent the content i create Mm. because one last year i was creating content of me traveling the world Mm. two countries Mm. um traveling and this year i've had to just completely change Mm. but i'm so glad this happened because Mm. uh i think i would have gotten fed up doing the one thing the entire time Mm. and feeling limited but I've expanded and now like oh I can do this I can do this I I'm not tied down to one uh I don't know one way of describing me yeah yeah <laughs> all these multiple revenue streams mm-hmm. income streams whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it um so yeah but mm. confession because a lot of the videos that we do is mm-hmm. getting you to react to something yeah and I'm gonna be honest. Those are my least favorite videos to make <laughs> because there's zero creativity in just getting you to react to something. Sure. And it's there's zero originality in making those videos. Yeah. I think the bet my favorite type of content is like how can I make a story out of nothing? Mm. You just getting you to react to something is no story in there, but it's what the people want. Yeah. And so I still have to do it, but it's like, okay, now I have to reinvent myself because I absolutely don't enjoy making these types of videos. How do I make a reaction video more like a story being told in a mm-hmm. vlog format? Um, yeah. You have to incorporate it into a movie. Yeah, who knows? So, but it's the whole reinventing 2020. True. True. When, you, when your son actually calls you a character in his video, then that's pretty, you know, you know you've gone somewhere that you didn't really want to go. So, <laughs> Hey, think of all the clients we can reach with viral videos. Oh, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah. All good. All right. I think yeah. this conversation is yep. gone way over time, but we're still going to not edit it. It's going to keep it as raw as possible. So thank you so much for tuning in. Mm to another episode of the Make Mondays Interesting podcast. I'm Denzel. I'm Michelle. This is my mum, by the way, Christian mum. I'm Christian mum. No, I'm not Christian mum. She's Christian Christian (laughs) mum. But yes, if you enjoyed today's episode, please, 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 please let us know by commenting. uh, Liking. liking Liking the video the audio version whatever way you're listening to just do whatever to engage mm-hmm. with the piece of content send us a message if you want to let yeah. us know encouraging words please yeah uh maybe even constructive criticism yeah. with some encouraging words uh we love encouragement but yeah please let us know 
if you enjoyed today's episode because your engagement actually helps us reach more and more people so that we can make their Mondays more interesting with an hour-long podcast. So, And don't forget to subscribe and share. Yeah, that's it. Subscribe share. That's, and share. That's what I mean. Do more engagement so people yeah. can be reached yeah, out yeah. to. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much and have a great rest of the week. See you next week for another episode.